Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Okay, great. So welcome back to the Have We Made It Yet podcast. Uh, my name is Josh Yang, comedian Josh Yang. And I'm the actor, Lucas Ng. Again, the actor. There's one and only the one. actor, Lucas Ng. Um, but yes, it's, a, it's another week of coronavirus after it's a, it's a hot week. For Very. Su- summer is here again. Um, but yes, Lucas, you know what? Have, do you feel like you've made it? Have you made it yet? Oh, good. You didn't change up the question because I would have got disappointed. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I have not. But I had a good meeting with my agent today. Ooh. And, um, well, I'm still represented. Thank God she didn't drop me. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to, it's going to be a while until production start again. They can't give yeah. out a, a good timeline, but it's going to be a while. So. Okay. That journey is going to be extended now. Right. But at least like the the government has made some statements before that they want to get that kind of productions layer side of the industry back up and running, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. It's on it's on their um it's on their agenda, but in terms of distancing people 6 feet away on any film set, it's going to mm. be incredibly difficult. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have to play with the camera angles. It's like, oh, you're over the shoulder, but you're actually far away in a scene. Exactly. I'm gonna have to do that. But um, yeah, Mr. Josh Yang. Oh, me? Yes. Yes, you. The uh-huh. Mr. Josh Yang. Yes. Have you have you made it yet? I have not made it yet. Uh-huh. No, I haven't. And um, but the Sleep with Josh podcast has been very popular amongst the people that I've mentioned it to. So. <laughs> I consider that a success. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're now like three, four episodes into it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to maybe people will continue listening to it. Maybe not. My last one was uh, was uh, on soap making. So I'm very excited. Uh, I'll listen yeah. to that one. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, soap making. I thought coronavirus would be good for people to read about a soap making manual from 1922. So that's where I'm at. Um, but yes, we're not, that's not the point of today's podcast what is it what is it josh what is today's it? podcast we have an excellent guest who cool. we've i've shared the stage with um this female comedian has done comedy for about one and a half years now and she actually started producing um her her own frequency 5fm facebook live show it's like a weekly show she did it on facebook live before you know the apocalypse happened yeah and yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it was called Kind of Late, uh, with, wait, Kind of, yeah, it's the Kind of Late Show with Veronica Antipolo. Nice. Oh, kind of, I just realized it kind of rhymes. But, uh, yes, this is, uh, our guest, this podcast is Veronica Antipolo. Woo! Veronica! Woo! What are our 
reveal. <laughs> what a reveal. There we go. Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. For, uh, finally, I have a, one of my other comedian friends on the yeah. podcast. It's been a little bit. But uh, yes, yeah. So we've uh, we've shared the the big stage. Well, the big stage of my of my uh, short experience together on the um, Bonk Shows Fresh Rice Comedian Asian Comedian Showcase. Yeah, back in, back in January at the illustrious CBC's Glenn Gould Studio, and um, yeah, no, that was definitely a great experience, right? It. <laughs> Yeah, I, that was like the highlight of 2020. What are you talking about? Yeah, right. That was that was supposed to be like, for me, it, that was supposed to feel like I'm going to start the year strong. It's going to feel good. I'm going to take right? this and, you know, hit the summer with uh, try to do more shows. And then all of a sudden, oh, right. This, is, this was it. This was the year. <laughs> right. That was like the equivalent to our theme song. Just like looking at it, looking at your flyer yeah. and going, hey, that's, yeah, that's us. <laughs> Pretty much, pretty At much. At least we got to do that for 2020. I know. Very thankful. If you think so about positive. it. So positive. If we just did that like a month later, I mean, I remember oh I remember even then that week we were already kind of a little on edge about it. It's like, it's an Asian show. There's, you know, we're inviting all of the people we know. There's going to be a lot of Asians there. It's like, do you think, what, could it possibly be there? Would it be there? But then we... Uh, Thankfully, I don't think anything happened. No, it was like it, everything happened after. I feel like I right feel after. like you just started to hear whispers of yep. Corona, <laughs> and then and then it was, yeah. At least we got that. At least we got that down in the books. That's shot, right. And then we'll see whenever it, it comes out. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just going to continue from there. <laughs> like yeah. CBC and just bigger. Pretty much. Hopefully, that's the plan. Um, <laughs> but yes. So usually. Veronica, we always start off our interviews by asking our big question, our existential, the reason why this podcast even <laughs> exists. Um, but yes, Veronica. I'm scared. <laughs> I know. Get ready for this. Have you made it yet? Well, okay. I'm, this, I swear I'm not trying to be corny. It's because uh, I accidentally oh. fell into everything. Because, you uh, know, I'm, I'm older. I did things kind of late. That's right. actually not why I named the show, but that's clever, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's why. <laughs> I know. taglines. Yeah, taglines. Tag yeah, <laughs> not a mistake. Did it on purpose. But, yeah, I just literally, I fell into it. So, for me, I'm like, everything's such a bonus. I'm like, oh, my mm. God. I produced a sold-out show. Oh, my God. I have an online show. Like, I'm just like, and then yeah. COVID. And I'm like, okay. okay. Calm down. Uh, dreams. <laughs> dreams. What are they? Well, they were fleeting dreams. All yeah. just fleeting dreams. Yeah. But um, yeah, let's talk a bit more about um, how you say you fell right into it, uh, because I know like um, throughout like your comedy and all the jokes you do, you do talk about um, having like kids and a family. And like, I can imagine that's already like a lot of work to do. And then suddenly like now being at a stage where it's like, I want to take on comedies. Like, how did that yeah. happen? Mm-hmm. Um, I got fired from a really like like a stable job and people are like just stay there till retirement like I had my retirement cake and picked out even though that wasn't three years but still yeah but it was like one of those kinds of jobs where like your family's proud to say where you work oh I see yeah so anyways I got fired and at that point I was like creeping up to 45 and I said oh my god I'm middle-aged and I'm supposed to have my shit together and I thought I was doing everything right and by the book yeah. And it fucked me up anyways. So I said, screw this. Uh-huh. I'm going to try one thing that I've like always kind of 
been interested in, but not tried. And I wanted to make it so different. Mm -hmm. And then also a friend from that place that I work said like, listen, you need to take stand up. You need to take stand up. And I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think you just like wasting time at work. Um, and so I took, first I took storytelling at second city cause I was too intimidated to take stand up. Right. And there were two guys in there who were admittedly like unfunny. Mm. And I was like, if those two guys can do it, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I took it. And I honestly, my, I just wanted to make it to the grad show without throwing up. Nice. You know, that, so the grad show was kind of like your first, so was it like you were just telling, you were telling a story that you wrote for that, that grad show? It wasn't like a structured set or anything at that point? No, no, I, this was, well, this is when I took stand up. I had grad shows for both. Oh, okay. For stand up, yes, I, well, you know, you write, well, I don't know if you've taken it at Second City, but you write um, your set pretty much in the class. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for for me, I took it with um, like Fawad HB and Joe Vu up. Oh at, right, um, that's right. Yeah, the uh, LOL, LOL comedy class up at. Yeah. Um, absolute. Wow, absolute. Why did I suddenly? Whoa, why did I suddenly <laughs> blank on that? It's been no. It's, it's been your internet so connection. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> yeah, the internet's been coming in and out for a while a while good joke, Josh, good joke but but um yeah so yeah how was i like that you made the movement with it too <laughs> you gotta sell the illusion you gotta sell the illusion um but uh yeah tell me tell tell us about how like your first experience then when you went on stage you like you this was like you writing your jokes you're you're seeing what it's like in front of a, an audience how was that oh my god so the grad show is technically my first show and yeah. I, I was shaking so much. And I thought also too, there were four women who started one dropped out, like after the first class, mm. one didn't go to the grad show. Oh. And so there were just two of us who were like, uh, we got to represent. So, um, I was really nervous and I remember I was backstage holding a doll for some oh. reason. Yeah props back there yeah and I and I you know I was like oh my god I can't let go of this doll I went out on stage and I was I just thought you know what I just have to give it everything because mm -hmm. what do I have to lose so I just I went out and I did my set I didn't forget anything like I thought I would nice and then I think I, I booked like three shows right away nice congrats wow. Did you do it through like the Facebook group or just uh, other people within the like people you met through the show? Yeah, there were there were two people there um, who who spoke to me when I came out. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, you know what? That's that's the thing I, I realized. Like, you know, like you kind of get it in your head before you start doing. You know, trying to give it a shot. But usually, once you give it a shot, that's how you how other opportunity. You don't know what will come your way. Absolutely. And it's, it's just a matter of getting that first step done and then the next steps will materialize. They will appear in front of you and then trying to take those opportunities wherever they may. That's yeah. right. And it's so funny because people will ask, um, they're always like, Oh, how did you have the confidence or the courage? I was like, I don't, I said, I literally just back myself into a corner until I have no choice nice. and jump because you'll never get the courage or the confidence that those yeah. things are actually just post par uh, postpartum. They're actually like <laughs> post event. 
like yeah. after you do it that yeah. you feel the confidence and the courage for the next one so i'm like what, what are you asking me you're right like, you're right speaking do it drunk that, if you have to exactly exactly like speaking on that i've been watching a lot of the last dance and like one of the major things that michael jordan had was a mental advantage of always just being present in the moment there is no failure because that moment hasn't gone yet there's only that moment so in terms of you standing on the stage for the first time like what were your mental thoughts going in were you just zoned into the moment or or were you thinking of something else that's funny you asked that because my friends said the same thing they said i because i told everyone after i was scared i was bawling actually i i'm mm. not a crier but for whatever reason comedy triggered the emotional side of me <laughs> yeah um i just i don't know i was nervous 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 and it still happens and then like i just get on stage and then i i don't know i just I, I don't really know what's going on. I just yeah. feel like it's everything's there simultaneously. It's like I can hear, mm. see, smell everything at the same time. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like the strange sense of being hyper-focused. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I love the, the best sex I've ever had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're not just thinking of when it's going to be over, right? Ugh. No, I'm not. I just like... Unless it's like a bad crowd, I'm like, get me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. do you, do you ever have moments where like you're you, like I get anxious going up, or I get anxious going? Actually, I get anxious throughout the day up until the point <laughs> of actually getting yeah. to the club, making sure I'm focused, and then the second I get on stage, then I relax and get into the routine and stuff. And then coming after, that's when I can like have a beer and and enjoy the rest of the show. But yeah. do you ever do you ever have any experiences where it's like you're up there and then you come off and you're like you f you don't remember what happened? Yes. Yeah. Yes. At Fresh Rice, actually, I was um, the next day. I was like, I, there were certain things that were coming to me, and I was like, did that happen? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it was just, such a blur. Yeah, I remember, what is it? I think it might have been Nick who was like, he felt like he straight up blacked out and didn't remember exactly like how he got on stage. And then everybody, oh, yeah. it's, in, it's interesting when you put yourself in a kind of, yeah, like a hyper engaged sensory overload type of state, your brain's going over time. It just doesn't, sometimes it just doesn't remember what's happening. And it's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so when it comes, I know when it comes to your comedy, you do talk a lot about, um, obviously your experiences and all the comedian, all a comedian has is to really draw upon their experiences, yeah. but you do talk about like your family, you have, uh, an adult son and then like another younger kid as well. So that's an interesting dynamic. So how, hmm. how have you like approached taking that and putting it into your comedy? Oh. I actually do talk about my son and yeah. his friends i know <laughs> that's probably my yeah. favorite uh, that's probably my favorite uh bit of yours because that's that's such a it's it's such an interesting like um contrarian perspective of what you imagine like a mom should behave or whatever exactly so that's exactly why that. yeah it's exactly why and so um and the funny thing is, so I, I do talk about, I talk about my daughter too. And the things I say about her aren't necessarily flattering either. Well, actually, they're not flattering about me more than right. her. Right. But my son um, actually has come to all the shows of mine that he can. Yeah. And then at my shows that like I've 
produced, he'll he'll pay. And I'm like, you know, you have a hookup, right? You just <laughs> come on in. But it's like, it's really, honestly, it's really nice. And he invites mm. his friends and stuff. So he's a bringer. So. Yo, how does, uh, how have they reacted? Because I know, do you want to ex- explain a bit about that one joke? Because it involves your, your son's friends. It's like, My how son, have, yeah. How have they reacted to that? How's your son reacted to that? So, yeah. So I joke about um, my son's friends and I can't even go into detail because it'll give it away because one day (laughs) I'll tell it on a stage. But um, (laughs) so he actually came to a show where he brought his best friend. Yeah. And I remember they were standing up against the wall and I said, like I said, the punchline and his friend was like, oh, but it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, mm, it wasn't any of you. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's the thing I think a lot of audiences don't realize is like, you'll, you'll take from your experiences and then you'll create a story, create a caricature of, of yourself or the situation. But then sometimes people think those are legit for real. And it's like, maybe some sure. of that, outrageous things you say involving like your son or your son's friends is like oh oh no i don't know is this me is that actually me i didn't remember doing anything but it's like but yeah you didn't by the way (laughs) if anyone happens to listen none of you did uh but um yeah so then when it comes to like kind of your style of comedy like do you have any influences that you would say like you gravitate towards You know, it's funny. I was thinking about that actually very recently Hmm. because we have so much time to think right now. Yeah. And I was thinking that um, that set that I wrote and like I've added to it, I feel like I wrote it more to pass a class. Mm. And it's funny because I was just thinking, I was like, you know what, when I'm interacting with people, I said, my humor is a little different. Mm. And we've hung out together, Josh. Yeah. Some of it I don't recall. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and so I was like, let me, I want to try being more myself Mm. um, Mm. going forward. And Fortunately, during pandemic, when you don't have much social distancing, you also forget how to socialize. So I feel like it's coming out naturally. Right, right, right. Yeah, Yeah. I can totally understand that because, um, like, I think everybody who comes out of that environment where it's like, oh, you have a comedian teacher is able to guide you through writing the material, then it's very much like uh, a classical kind of structure. It's like, you know how to put in the punchline uh, and then um, do the setup and everything, but it may not all necessarily flow together because it's like, you're, you're just trying to grasp at whatever funny idea you can come up with. So uh, yeah, that definitely is like another step where it's like, you're done. You're now outside of the class material. You got to write this yourself and figure it out yourself. Yeah. Yeah. How has pandemic for the both of you affected your writing style? Has it made you more grounded in terms of your own social isolation or has it made you more of a longing to be with other people? It depends on the hour, Lucas. Mm, oh, yeah. True. <laughs> really? It, it, like um mm. I find if I if I write in the morning, mm-hmm. I'm it's more hopeful, but if I write like at at night, which is technically the morning too, but it's like, who the hell is Debbie Downer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But they're, they both coexist right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. For, for me, I've actually, haven't been writing much at all. I've been trying to, I've been like focusing on other things like this podcast, the other podcast idea I have. Um, Mm -hmm. and then trying to read more and like, um, I think work a little bit on maybe screenwriting a little bit. But um, and when it comes to, this is actually kind of bad. It's like when it comes to actually going, sitting down and running through jokes again, I think a little bit is like, because there hasn't been as much of like an opportunity now to get stage time or anything like that. It's like, it's going to be a long time before we'll be able wow. to try it. So it feels like, you know, I still write the, the pre- the, I still come up with premises and ideas, but when it comes to like, going through them and like running through them. I still need to get back on that horse, but you know, still yeah. keeping myself um, involved, engaged creatively. Uh, but yeah, Veronica, like what have, what have you been doing in terms of like trying to do more creative stuff? I know we've done uh, Bong's uh, podcast uh, yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, what have I been doing? So I also produce like a storytelling platform and it's for women of color. And that's just so, because like you don't hear those narratives very often. And so, Mm. well, we did the, which one, which episode did we do together on Bong's thing? Uh, I remember we definitely did the half of it episode where we talked about the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I just wanted um, a platform for, women of color who don't generally ever get a chance to be vulnerable, just tell like a personal story. Mm. And then it's cool because they get to connect with people who have never heard a story like that, or, you know, someone who identifies with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also to, I've been doing some, a lot of technical production with other people. So partnering with other people and doing their all, their whole tech thing. Mm um what else writing i'm writing a lot more um i don't know when i'm gonna get to tell these jokes but <laughs> yeah have you done uh, any of those kind of like zoom shows those kinds of uh comedy shows you know i tried um it was uh something anto does anto chan oh yeah you're doing his uh, open mic. art flow i think and yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I had the choice to do either comedy or storytelling, and it was early on in the pandemic. I had a set ready, and I had a story ready because I just, I just couldn't do it. I just didn't feel funny. It's it's odd. It's already. I feel like when you're already on, out there on a stage in front of an audience, it's already going to be a little hit or miss, depending on, on the audience's mood that night, or you know, just whatever combination of people's. Mm-hmm perspectives in that moment and it's like even in that moment where you can have some kind of influence and control you know with your body language your material mm-hmm. like even then it's it not everything will work you know sometimes and then now it's an even more alien an even more disconnected form of medium where it's like i'm gonna tell a joke and then everybody's like people it feels like people need other people's permission to laugh right like yes. it feels like if you have an audience and you hear other people laughing, then you can in- laugh out loud a bit more. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if somebody laughs in a Zoom meeting, it's like the the microphones will specifically pick up people. So it's not a it's not a blended out laughter. It's like a couple people you could definitely hear are laughing, and then everybody yeah. else. Is. So even then, I've I've kind of been a little wary about 
trying that because I, I don't know how effective it would be. But I mean, sometimes you could probably get away with like maybe just getting an innate reaction, but like mm -hmm. it's tough to gauge, I find. Yep. It's, it's, um, yeah. And you know what, too? It's just, I find it's not, it's not stand up. It's not stand up. And I feel mm -hmm. like we're, you're starting to see comedians humor in a different light, so to speak, because yeah. really when you do it, it's like this, it's like engagement between people. And I'm like, oh, some people aren't people persons. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. I could totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there are some people who was like, you get them on a stage, they completely change because there's just yeah. some switch in their head that is like, this is where I want it. But personal interaction. And I always found it, it's, it's a, such an interesting flip where it's like YouTubers or like people who were developing their, their audience through social media or through like plat YouTube platforms and that kind of stuff. Like they're still good because this is their medium. Mm -hmm. They can exactly. Go. And now you have comedians trying to be YouTubers and it's, all a little all over the place because it's like that's that's a not the natural habitat and b i don't think a lot of comedians really like the medium either way so it's no. like out of necessity where you kind of put yourself in there and it's like you see all these famous uh comedians and there's like got to stumble through the first few videos with anything you got to practice through the first few videos to get better <laughs> such a weird such a weird flip it, it totally is, is. Like, I just know for now, um, just on the acting side, like, I'm taking Zoom online acting classes, and it feels so weird to not get the energy off the other students right now, to just yeah. get a feel for how a reader is supposed to be. So when I'm looking at eye lines, I'm just literally pointing at, like, corners of my laptop to actually oh. make it look like I'm interacting. With people. Yeah. And I'm sure it's difficult for you, too, because you don't want to see just tiny, like, Brady Bunch squares on your laptop but you got to pretend like you're making eye contact with people like that. Yeah. 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 And like people in general, when they find something funny through a screen, they won't laugh. Cause that's insane. Yeah. They breathe through no. their nose. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. Or it's like, or it's just like an acknowledgement in your head is like, yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah, funny. Yeah. Like nobody, nobody will sit in their room, see something and then laugh out loud like a normal in a club scene interaction because then you that would be insane that would be kind of crazy to do that <laughs> yeah. by yourself but it's but it's like people on the screen is like uh oh, that's funny <laughs> yeah. and it's that's, awkward when they lol in the chat <laughs> like what's the point yeah. <laughs> what is how do Sorry, I, I did it a few times and i i keep my video on and i'm like because other people shut their video off but i'm like no i'm gonna show them my reaction if we're scrolling through yeah. the gallery yeah. like I am because I'm a big creep I don't watch the show I like look at other people in the gallery. really <laughs> yeah I think that's that's a that's actually a pretty smart idea because yeah, you you it. need to because you need a yeah you you got to try and see the immediate reaction that's what yeah that's what I find um, I find that super amusing yeah you, you know what now that I think about it whenever I record my sets because I try to record every uh, every set whenever I go up yeah, I realize I only because of the angle I'm recording myself, uh, body language or character or like how I'm performing. But really, like I should be recording the audience as well because that's because mm. seeing how they react is actually ah. going to be a better indicator of what is landing, what isn't. Because or else you're just only going to get the sound and stuff. 
um do you record do you record your sets like how do you run through review your material oh my god i am um so i will i'm a procrastinator mm. but uh like the day i used to do like three two one day of honestly now if there's new stuff in there i'll like do it the day before but day of i just like block the day i'm like someone babysit my daughter or my mm. son someone take her i have to do this and i literally will just put my phone on record and i use my cat as my audience i hold a it's always my lint brush holder yeah oh okay and i i everything because i use a lot of movement so i actually when i rehearse oh, yeah it's all i want it's like muscle i have to do muscle memory because mm. yeah oh that yeah that makes sense yeah yeah especially when it's like certain actions are supposed to accentuate like what you're what you're saying yeah um, yeah oh, shit. but um like do you do you um when it comes to like looking back at your your own material do you find that it's like you're more surprised at some of the things you do or it's like okay i can i can kind of remember like that seems about right it's like oh i don't remember doing that at all um what i do get to see is uh where because sometimes i i didn't I didn't do the movements on purpose with mm. when I first wrote my set. Some of like some stuff, yes, like very little, but now I find I incorporate it a lot. So yes, when I go back and I did some movement with a joke mm -hmm. and I see that it accentuated the punchline or whatever, mm -hmm. then I, I actually like that's it. It stays. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's one where I like crouch down. Like that was. Oh yeah. Oh, that I remember. There's another one where you have a very specific, like you got a angle. Yes, garden. I got a yeah, I got a angle. Yes, gotta, yeah, I remember that. That's I remember yeah. that joke. Got to do uh, wall sits for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas is like, what is this? What is our set? <laughs> oh, Lucas was at the yeah, show. Yeah. Oh, were yeah. you? Yeah, yeah you can't recall okay. that joke right now. Oh, I definitely yeah, remember well. your 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 son's friend's joke. Like that one, <laughs> that one killed. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. 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 that I I think that one yeah that one everybody can can like relate to because 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 there's because I no I think it's more or less the the idea of like you know like an older mom just, you know, mom being being you know not being the classical image of say mom or whatever and you play that up you like you play it up for comedic effect and i mm -hmm. think that's always just like a, a funny premise seeing you know standard character ideas um structures and then just playing them out of out of context opposite contrarian or, mm -hmm. or whatnot um but yeah for the um let's see for the rest of the show what was your what was your uh, favorite part of the the whole like doing the rice rice uh, show Process. my favorite part That's yeah hard, josh um my, my least favorite part was like it was intense it was like an intensive wasn't mm -hmm. it it was like yeah 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 like an intensive workshop um which it, at the time i hate like i was tired and i felt the stress of it but i if i had to look back i would say that's my favorite part in terms of i like that the challenge was there because it really was like mm. what was expected of us was 
we had to meet it. I felt a sense of like, I need to, I need to meet this expectation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I felt like you could definitely, you could definitely see the progression on, in everybody's material as well from the beginning, like long, um, set, like time limits, set Mm -hmm. certain expectations. Like I ran through like early sets with them and it's like, maybe if you move things around a bit, change up this punchline, um, make it cleaner, make it shorter. Like I had to take before, like my first time constructing the set, I threw almost everything I had in there. And then I was like kind of rushing it and everything. And it, yeah, it is different because like never, we were never um, in that position where it's like, it's going to be recorded. It's going to be, when it's going to be recorded, you have to, you know, plan out your jokes a little different, time them out a little different in front of such a large audience in an environment that's like cavernous and yeah. like that affects the performance. And he was, uh, he was, he was a hundred percent true. Like in terms of, I remember for my set, like I had to cut it down from what I had was like a full seven minutes, like one after the other to like five minutes. And then in the end, timing it out, it just ended up being six minutes long because of all the different um moods of the audiences the laughs and the timings and stuff like that yeah it was like it wasn't even just about the your your writing and your stand-up we it's like you got a course in how you dress for stage how you mm-hmm. stand on stage how you mic yeah. how everything like and then also self-promotion and even we learned right. a little bit of lighting when we went to see the video after like yeah. i feel like i took a course <laughs> Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Because I also had to be like, okay, I got to put on, I got to learn how to put on makeup now, or at least enough makeup. Because he was, that was, that was like low, that was low key (laughs) brutal when he said that during our our dress rehearsals. He was like, right after I came off the stage, he's like, "Uh, just to remind all the guys out there, like, if you have a a shiny forehead, make sure you go get makeup. So I was like, oh, okay. So I had a shiny forehead. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was such like good advice. It's um the one thing that actually we're both wearing our glasses today. Well, I I don't usually wear mine, but mm-hmm. the one thing that I would have never ever thought of is that the lights when they yeah. hit your eyes, you lose your eyes. So he mm-hmm. the reflection. Yeah. yeah. I had to change glasses. I had to get smaller or uh, yeah, I had to get different glasses with thinner frames so that the reflection wouldn't be as obvious. Because I'm just thinking of the end product as well. Like, if I can get something shot nice, it comes out nice. And then the fucking glasses are are reflected. And I have a a shiny forehead. It's like, what 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 was the fucking point? Great jokes, but a shiny forehead. I like it. This is not a self-esteem workshop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you really have to be like, yeah. I no, I think it's very fortunate, especially like, like you've been doing it for a year and a half. I was like also just doing it for like maybe uh, six, seven months once it came wow. to the actual show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just it's like it's. I mean, like I said before, sometimes you don't know what opportunities come, and it's like it's just a matter of doing it. Like once you do it. You'll meet other people, like, and then whatever Seriously. opportunities, ideas they come up with. How did you, um, how did you hear about the the show? Because I remember doing the writing workshop with him, and then he brought that idea up that he was gonna add a second show to his previous plans. Just uh, like the the call out or whatever. Oh, he put the right. He put the call out in yeah, the yeah. Mm-hmm. Asian um, 
Facebook group, right? Yeah, yeah, whatever it was called back then. Yeah, and uh, Bong, I was going to call him something else, was actually on my first comedy show that I produced. Hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so then, like, yeah, right? Like, so, like, you producing shows, you, you're able to, like, meet other comedians if they have other shows. Like, that's mm -hmm. that's kind of the ecosystem whenever, from what I've noticed. It's either yeah. uh, people you know, people you know who know other people and introduce you, or it's, like, through the Facebook uh, comedy group when people just post up shows and stuff. Yeah. Um, and even, I'm a creep. Uh -huh. I yeah. like creep shows, and I like just talk to people. Yeah, yo, that's what you got to do. That's part yeah. of the hustle. Yeah. S speaking about that ecosystem that you guys built during that show, um, did you guys all help each other at least give out tips on your sets, or or at least help each other outside of the showcase? Yes. Oh yeah, awesome for awesome. sure. We had yeah. like a couple sessions where we were like, we wrote out everything. Wow. Um, for yeah. the for the show uh i think this was just over the christmas break so we had to write out everything send it to bong and then when we performed them we edited it whittled it down even further mm -hmm. um yeah there was a lot of process process with that yeah because it had to be like word for word pretty much yeah true that that's true yeah we had to make sure that it was we knew exactly what we were going to say when we were going to say it because it you also had to pay attention of where the cameras were going to go and how the camera mm -hmm. people are going to figure that out. So that was definitely a different thing we had to think about or didn't have to think yeah. about before. See that, Josh? Did you know that like four months ago? <laughs> or wait, what, what month are we in? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I feel like my whole comedy thing has just like stopped in March and then <laughs> it's like just going to wait until everything comes back and then restart the timeline. <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, no, it's like things like that. You re you really need somebody who's experienced it and like having the opportunity to have that goal at the end to actually understand that experience. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, it was, yeah. I, I wish we had a stage. Uh, one of the things actually after that show is it made me want to just try more stages. Yes. Mm. Oh, fuck. I loved, I loved the fucking, okay, this is what I felt. I felt like that that night doing that show in front of that many people in that studio that there that felt like stand-up comedy to me that felt like the stand-up comedy in my head the, that kind of glamour type of thing mm -hmm. like clubs definitely for sure that's kind of like your your uh og setting is like this is where you do your craft and stuff but it's like being out on a stage and you have hundreds of people listening to you yeah. that felt like this is this is what it feels like it should be yeah scary yeah. as shit yes scary as, <laughs> scary as shit but it's like man just to have those opportunities come and be able to do it for us for a split second you know when you're up there you feel like you made it yeah, right? yeah. and it's like those and you're right like i just want to try and do m as many bigger stages uh, as possible and who know when who knows when that's gonna fucking happen i i know yeah. I know, but you know what? I think it's still valuable because, like I <laughs> oh, said, yeah. when you, people are doing stuff like this, I, I feel like some, a lot of people are forgetting that I, this is a stage now. Yeah, that's true. It's well, Lucas, uh, you would know because you're doing like your Zoom stuff on your Zoom stuff. You're um, acting on Zoom. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely, it is different because there are aspects of like stand-up comedy and acting that are alike. As in, it's a performance art, so you have to have a space and and performance to move to.、Mm. Um, whereas I'm talking to a camera, whereas you're talking to an audience, it is still you do have a confined space. Only now, Zoom is smaller, so you need to utilize the space and use it more smartly. So you got to、yeah. figure out where your eye lines are. You got to figure out even if you go out of frame too long and everything.、Mm. So. Every everyone's learning at the same time, so never feel alone. Because we're、yeah. all doing this right now. Yeah, and who knows, like, what this experience is going to lead to? Because, like,、mm-hmm. pr- if anything, this medium is going to be. Who knows if this is going to develop into the main way people consume how、yeah. people are, how things are done, or how fit people put、yeah. out stuff. That that too, but I really hope we don't still stick with like. I'm not sure if you guys watch the late night shows like Fallon and Colbert.、Oh. But、yeah. I, I, it, it's good, good writing still. But I can't stand them just like in their own attic talking to their family members. Yeah,、oh, <laughs> I can't stand that too often. You're right. I didn't realize how important having that audience laughter is. Yeah. Until when it's gone, then it's like, because then you, then you think it's like, oh, these guys are just like us. It's just like everybody else. It's, it's like, just like anybody else. I was like, no. I realize I need them in front of an audience in order to for that to get that kind of energy, that kind of.、Um, Yeah,、uh, performance out, but、um, I mean, sometimes in the, these new environments, you do have to like create your own shows. And at, like Veronica, I know you created your kind of late show through the、yeah. frequency five FM kind of Facebook radio station. Like, how did that? How did that start? Because I I know that was like all of a sudden you have like you have this opportunity to like run a show.、Mm-hmm. I same thing. I I was on、um, I was on. Two of the shows there. One was、uh, Anything Goes, and it was、oh, someone who I, who I'd met through Speaker Slam. It's this like ins- monthly inspirational speaking contest、mm-hmm. competition, I should say. And、um, the other one is I was on Karen Carrington's show, and、um, after I was on both of those, the program director just said, "Do you want a, a spot?" I was like, "Me?" And so he's like, "Yeah, you can start." Next week, I was like, "What?" So I had to come up with this concept really quickly, and I was like,、uh, "I don't know, call it the kind of late show because it's at nine forty-five." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then because we were all female, he didn't want anything that felt too feminine. So I was like, "Well, I don't know what to do." So、yeah. I was like, "Okay, well, I know a bunch of comedians, so I'll just start asking comedians to come on the show, like all different experiences,、mm-hmm. all different levels." And、um, yeah, I it was fun. <laughs> yeah, but like、um, I know you mentioned that since everything got shut, like is this because I went to do that show、um, with a bunch of the other people, and it was it was interesting because it was kind of it was farther than I thought, so I had to take like the TDC all the way out there, and it was.、Hmm. I don't know if it felt like it was the middle of nowhere, but it, it was definitely、oh, yeah. pretty、It's, wide open. Yeah.、Um, but it, yeah, it was just like. It was in like it's like a half、um, park, half lot of different kinds of small businesses, and、yeah. you go in, and it's all set up there. And、um, but yeah, so I guess they're just closed. They closed their door、um, moving forward until everything comes back. And、yeah. I guess for you, you're you're thinking of like restructuring the the format, right, to try and fit. Yeah, because when it when this all first started, I did I I. 
did one. So I pre-recorded and edited and, and put it up. And then I, I did a bunch of interviews, which I haven't even put up yet. So I have like a lot and I'm editing them because we tend to talk longer now, <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, it something just didn't start to feel right because I thought originally the show, first of all, I just came up with the concept because I only had a week. Second of all, I feel like the concept of the show was like shameless self-promotion. I liked having new comedians on there and, and giving a flavor of themselves. Like I got a couple of people booked on shows that were mm. on there. And so I just, I'm like, well, what am I promoting them for? Like their zoom show. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. I just, it just didn't feel true anymore. So mm. I think I'll keep the name because it's appropriate to how I came into comedy. Yeah. yeah. I think and it's a great name. Life. Yeah. Yeah. And so cool. I just might change the format of it. Mm, do you like, uh, can you tease us a little bit with some of your ideas? Mm-hmm. So when I first, so about that grad show, what I didn't tell you in the, the story that I told just, you know, a few mm. minutes ago is that the other thing that happened, why I started crying actually is because when I came off stage and I left the um, theater, John Candy Box, um, three women grabbed me and I was like, okay, I'm going to get assaulted. Yeah. And they were like, listen, you're our girl. I was like, I don't even know you. And they said, the fact that you're up there and being whatever, 45, I guess at this time and like the stuff you were saying, it was really empowering. And I kept hearing this from like my friends and stuff and whether it was about what I spoke about or just the fact that I like decided to do this, it didn't matter if it was a little stage to them. It was so, it was such a representation of like, well, if she's just going to try something, right? why can't I? And I've had friends who are like, I've, I've, getting more into painting because he's always wanted to do it so now he he is seriously pursuing it and so for me I'm like I think I want to turn this show into something where originally it it was for women so that they feel a sense of empowerment because the whole thing is I don't want people to get the impression that you're a 45 year old woman who disappears into the background you don't Mm. have to be Mm. yeah you don't have to be interesting yeah and the title it, it works for that 100%. Like, you, mm-hmm. you easily adapt it. it. It'd be, like, I think people would definitely relate to that. Um, yeah, that idea of the title. Yeah. That's the first time I talked about it, by the way. So. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, it, you it, heard it, it here first, folks. Please, I know, just, I know. Just, you know, we're doing some uh, live making it. Yeah. pre-recorded a week ago but um uh but yeah okay that's interesting so are you gonna are you thinking of keeping it um putting it through the the frequency five on facebook live or does it feel like it's a it could also be like a podcast structure Who knows? i could just do a podcast structure yeah, so okay. i'll obviously start like this <laughs> yeah. uh fucking <laughs> yeah. everything's I know, like everything's, this now <laughs> i know uh, Right. And um, yeah, and just picking like women I genu- genuinely like talking to mm-hmm. and that have a sense of humor that are, you know, that have different opinions. And I just want, just want other women to see like the comedy, especially I'm like, let's get more of us in there. That's the thing. I remember um, when I went to see the grad class that a friend of mine, Arsalan, did, and that got me into doing the next class that uh, Joe and Fouad were running. Um, they had a couple of funny, definitely funny um, uh, female comedians on there. And I, I always liked that because 
adds a different perspective. You can't hear the same type of comedians go up talking about the same perspective, same ideas all the time. Yeah. I was looking forward to that in, in my class, and it ended up just only having one, uh, one female comedian try to take the class. Mm-hmm. And in the end, like she ended up having to, to um, kind of not do the final show because she had family um, mm. situations and stuff like that. But like, yeah. Yeah, I, think, I think we, I just, we need more <laughs> female comedians just because it's like you need different perspectives in, in comedy or else it's just you can't hear the same jokes or premises over and over again. And yeah. I think it, in order to get new ideas, it'll create a healthier environment for yeah. comedy in Toronto. Yeah. I agree. No doubt. So 100%. Cool. I, so we all look forward to seeing um, that come into fruition in the future. Definitely keep us updated. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to do it now. I just said it. <laughs> I know. See, I told you. I backed myself into a corner. I'm like, well, I guess I got to do it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. You know what? All three dozen of our listeners will keep you... Three well, dozen? Wow, that's pretty I, I think they'll they will keep you uh, hold you accountable um, for this to happen. But you know, it's a starting process. Everything's a starting process. Exactly. Honestly, Veronica, like great job of putting yourself in the corner with getting fired from your job. I knew that was all part of the plan. <laughs> oh, that's Oof. awesome. Years in the making. Thanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what you gotta do when all hope is lost turn to comedy that's how (laughs) that's how that's how i was i was in between jobs and i was like you know what that's right yeah i'm just like this uh, this time i'm not going to just only look for work this time i'm going to do something else to gain a better sense of confidence so i could take that forward and now it's like turn into all these projects but yeah looking forward to um seeing how that comes out and Usually we, well, usually, I say we've only done it a couple times now, but this we've been, time. Yeah. yeah, this is the third time. So we're ending our podcast with kind of like a word association game. So we have like 10 words each, and then we just want to kind of just get, you know, your immediate reaction to some of these words. So we'll see what happens. We'll just see what happens. Okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, yeah, Lucas, so you want to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start. start. All right. Um... Hmm. I was about to give you a hint about like these words, but no. Fresh okay, responses. Fresh. Okay. Loosen up. Feel it. Yeah. Be present. Be MJ in this. Be Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm just gonna name the first word and just go keep on going down and okay. uh, give me your first word. First word. Carlin. Vault. I don't. <laughs> Hedberg. Oh, Wait, what was that? Sorry, second word. Hedberg. First one. All right. Uh, <laughs> Alley. Way. Ooh. Uh, burr. Nice. Way. <laughs> Cold. Kreischer. Kreischer? Yeah, Kreischer. You too. Oh, that's two words. <laughs> that works. Um, Silverman. Sarah. Nice. Uh, Cummings. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rock. Me. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Bobby. Brown. Ooh. And Ansari. 
It's okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yo, I was the second Lucas said that. I'm like in my head is like there's there's one re- one word like reaction I could say. I'm thinking I wonder if Veronica would get it and she's like nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Josh. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. I've, uh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Over to you, Mr. Yang. All right, we'll do mine. Probably not as entertaining as that, but uh, <laughs> let's go with it. Okay, first word. Family. Matters. Pineapple. Sponge. <laughs> pineapple sponge. This SpongeBob. Be, that'd be the... Oh, okay. I was thinking that'd be, the wor- that'd be the worst sponge. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, rain. Man. Alone. Me. Oh. <laughs> Oops. Oh, is this not the psychology test? Oh, is it, yeah, no, this is all, everything's going to be related to sex in the end. Um, <laughs> motivation. Self. Kumquat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mountain. Top. Tightrope. Bottom. <laughs> Satisfied. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> and finally, ending. Starting. All right. There we go. That's Veronica Antipolo. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. Thank you. I had fun. Yeah, that was great at great at the end. Oh man. Um, but yeah, is there anything uh, you want to promote? Uh, I mean, we kind of a little bit promoted, but is there anything like, yeah. sp- specific right now? You know, concluding promotional stuff. Like, what's your social media? My social media is a sassy s a s s y underscore la l a. Mm-hmm. Hmm. underscore v for veronica yeah i'm doing a bunch of stuff i'm doing like technical production on a bunch of things because uh i was like in administration for like 20 years so i use like zoom and web conferencing all the time oh and i was also an event coordinator (laughs) and then like now producing and and performing so i was like what a stupid resume like no one would ever hire me (laughs) but funny enough it's the right skill set for helping people do like their online stuff that they're yeah yeah so hey you know what is meant to be meant to be it all works out yeah Yeah. so i have like an art show coming up that i i did technical production on nice um and that was fun because we were trying to figure out how to do like an art show that you would attend and how to make it engaging online so yeah It'll be fun. Cool, cool. And a What's storytelling that? event. Nice. Uh, is there like, do you are you able to show you where they are? So I guess we tell people. Yeah. Um. So it's called Anartomy, and it's that's a play on her name. A N A R T A M Y Art Show Twenty Twenty, and you can find it on Artery. So it will oh, be okay. the Artery, artist, yeah. the artist, and she's having a panel of. Four of her friends. One of them will be me. A comedian, an artist, um, a, a tipsy art lover, and an art skeptic. So she'll show her work, and then we're gonna rip her apart. Cool. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. <laughs> wow. 
we're friends. <laughs> so that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll have those uh, links up in when whenever we post uh, yeah. when we post it next week. Cool. Um, and we'll do that. Uh, Lucas, what's your social media handles? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Lucas John Ng, and no one uses Facebook anymore, so I'm not going to promote that. Just all comedians. Right. Just com- yeah. true, true. Just to organize. Um, but yes, you can all find me on social media at Josh Yang Comedy, uh, Instagram, Twitter. I'm really trying to still push Twitter, but I only have five people following me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure two to three of them are bots. So, you know, well, I'm, I'm capturing the mechanical market. So who knows? Um, so there's that. And then, um, yeah, YouTube, Facebook. Um, there's the Sleep with Josh podcast. So look up, look, look up, look up that. <laughs> Yeah, have you heard about that? No, I thought you were joking. No, it's up there. Sleep with Josh. Look, How's that doing? It's doing surprisingly well. It's, like every time I've told people about it, there's like they always get the joke, so at least the the name works well. Um, <laughs> and then I explain the premise more, and it's like it, right, it's just me reading the dictionary laws, like soap making manual. So just <laughs> it's actually boring stuff, right? So yeah. It's been going well. It's been going well. I like now it's a matter of putting more stuff over and over again. And then once I have a collection of things that I can do a better job of uh, promoing it. But yeah, if you, if you're, if you can't sleep at night, listen to me drone on and on. That's amazing. Yeah, it's legit. It's not just a joke. Is it on Spotify? It, it's everywhere. Just, it? yeah. Oh my if, God, I'm totally going to go like download. Yeah. yeah. Apple, End this. Google, yeah. Oh, hey, follow, follow, like, and subscribe, everybody. Um, yeah, to the YouTube channel. You can find us on Instagram at HWMIY Podcast, and yeah, like and subscribe us on YouTube too, please, because we cool. need those followers. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, great. That comes to the end of the podcast. It's been fun. Yeah. yeah Thank you so much, Veronica. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, we'll sign off. See you guys Bye. next week. Peace. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 